One, two, three, and live. All right, welcome to a new episode of Max Effort Kitchen. Got a good one for you today. I uh, got a good friend of mine, Jake Hummel, on the mic. So we are going to uh, get going. So you know, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I'm Chef Matt, and uh, we got a great, great show today. Um, my good friend, uh, longtime friend, I think I've known you since eighth grade, um, Jake Humble. Welcome. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Looks beautiful up there. How's that? How's that weather? Pretty, pretty warm up there. Or is, how how you doing? Um, it's been a wet spring yeah. for us. Yeah. You know, I've been in Sandpoint for ten years, and typically it's. You get some good 80 degree days in May and yeah. then it rains a bit in June and then it sort of turns on for the summer in July, but it's been a bit rainy, but yeah. with my new, new lifestyle, I need the rain to grow grass. So <laughs> yeah, rain, <laughs> it, rain is a good a, thing for sure. A mixed blessing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we're ready for some sunshine. I have some, uh, some friends in California and they, they don't even have any idea what rain is. So yeah, I try not to complain about it too much because we we get a little bit of it too as well. But um, anyways, I wanted to get into let let's just have a good good talk. Um, tell us a bit of who you are, you know, where you came from, all that stuff, what you do, um, and uh, yeah, okay. just yeah, just a little little background summary. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like my, Matt said, my name is Jake Humble. We've been friends since seventh or eighth grade back in the middle school football days, and. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, grew up in Vanita Elmira for the most part. Um, my business partner here, Jimmy Black, we've been friends since fourth grade. So, you know, we've sort of have kept these connections going and which is great. You don't get to have lifelong friends, you know, very often. Um, most, a lot of people I know, their lifelong friends come from college and whatnot, but it's nice to have friends that have known you forever and been through different stages of your life. Um, uh, it, it makes sense. You know, like, um, you know, I stay pretty close contact with Justin down here. Like we twice a year, we get away and do like a golf trip and, you know, but it's, yeah. it, it, we talk about that too. We're like, man, it's just kind of, it's nice to be, to have a friend like that. Cause not many people do. Yeah. And you can get together or jump on the phone like we are today. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's almost like you haven't skipped a beat, even though there might be a few years between conversation. Yeah, totally. So totally. yeah, you have that, uh, that core relationship. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we grew up in Elmira. I went on to, uh, college at Southern Oregon. And after that moved to Lexington, Kentucky for 10 years, yeah. did, um, drive through coffee shop chain out there, uh, other entrepreneurial ventures. We got into uh, investing in real estate, managing um, larger apartment buildings. And then the, the short story, you know, I, I lived a, an interesting, colorful life in my early 20s. And, As we um, all did. Don't worry. Yeah. I had a friend who um, died of a brain tumor really I what was I 24 and he was in his 30s and uh I sort of spiraled out and went 
um, what I call my rock bottom. And when I got, when I got up and decided to get out of it, I turned around and you know, there was God, there was Christ. And so I turned a, a 180 back to my, my faith and my roots. And, um, because of that and, and just walking, a um, you know, a holy life after that, I met, a, met my wife within four months and we, uh, we met in January, we got engaged in April and got married in June. Wow. So, um, from meeting to marriage in six months. And that was, uh, that'll be 15 years end of June. So yeah. coming up on our 15 year anniversary. Congratulations on that. And, uh, yeah, thanks. I mean, We've got, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, to be in this kind of era and day and age and right now, like to have something that solid and that to have that, that type of foundation, um, of a partner next to you is just, it, it's fascinating because not many people are doing that anymore. You know, it's, it's just like, Oh, I don't, uh, we're not, we're not getting along. So we're just going to move on type thing. But, um, it's, yeah. it's inspiring to see and, and to, to hear people that, um, really value the idea of a, mm-hmm. of a marriage and a relationship and what that brings to your life. Well, I, I agree with you. And I also think it's, um, it's region specific and sometimes you can, uh, you know, my parents divorced everyone on my side of the family had divorced. And when I met my wife, like her parents have been together for 54 years and no one on her side had been divorced. So it's sort of understanding that there is a different track, you know, when you're around a a certain track, you don't really understand that there's different ones out there. And so, um, you know, I, I see that a lot. In this region of North Idaho, I mean, there's people that have their, their struggles, but I've known a lot of couples for the 10 years I've lived here and, um, you know, all but all but one, I can say, is, you know, has maintained and, and stayed married. And, that's really cool. you know, part of it for me and I joke is I say, you know, what the heck would I do if I was single, you know, <laughs> and, you know, no, what, would my, yeah. what would my kids have to go through and right. just really, you know, I obviously I've never thought about it, but yeah. it's just, you know, the idea of it is so foreign yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's, um, and it's I think so that's rough. part of it too. You put a line in the sand and decide you're not going to ever cross it. Yeah. And that, you know, that, I think that speaks a lot to who you are. And one thing that I've always known about you is, is uh, a, your, your determination is, I mean, far and above anybody I've ever met. Like you, I I was thinking about it the other day. I remember in in high school, you know, your first thing, you were selling ice cream out of the back of your truck. And like from that, and that was like the kind of the start of it. And you know, you worked a little bit at a Nina's, you know, the the little drive-through coffee place. But outside of that, I was like, I don't know if he's ever like worked for somebody other than himself. And to have that kind of drive and like determination and, and will to just be successful. Like <laughs> where, where does that come from? Yeah. I mean, I think some of it's in my blood because my dad's that way, but it's just, um, you know, the, the idea of, I've always been able to work for people and see what they've done and be like, I think I could do that better. Or I think I could tweak that a little bit. And I think I could, um, you know, create a path forward with this particular business model that's different than what this person's doing. Or, you know, um, when I was a apartment manager, I could, 
you know, the, the job was 40 hours a week, but it really only required about 20. So it's like, okay, what, you know, this, this is, it's, it didn't keep my interest peaked. You know, I could never envision myself just cruising through the, the corporate ladder, yeah. you know, and that's fine for a lot of people. I'm not knocking it at all. I think it's just to each their own, um, in terms of, uh, cause entrepreneurship and business ownership comes at a cost, you know, you're going to sacrifice, you know, time with family or time with friends and you're not going to be, you know, there were years when I had just a phone call away from having to go into my drive through coffee shop and cover if somebody called in sick and yep. you know, that type of thing. Yeah. When you're, when you're building businesses, there's, you know, you're attached to it pretty aggressively, especially in the beginning, yeah. um, you know, with the goal being that you can get to a point where you're, you hire the right people and empower the right people. And then you can step back and say, okay, I've got some good time freedom. Yeah. And so you're, instead of, instead of feeling like you're, you know, I'm a firm believer that time is far more valuable than money. And so it's like, you can always make more money if you spend more of your time. But, um, you know, for me right now, I'm able to put myself in a position where my time is flexible. You know, oftentimes yeah. I get up in the morning at 4:30 or five and I work for a couple hours and then I, um, get my kids up, I get them ready for school. I, you know, do farm chores and that type of thing. So I get a, you know, two hour window of family time and then send them off to school and I can work a little bit, you know, a few more hours. So it's, it's, I've created a flexible schedule, which yeah. to me was much more important than maximizing my income. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and to that note, like, um, and that, that's the kind of the, the goal of entrepreneurship is to have time because you can't have time without money and you can't have money without time. And I think that, um, what you, what you've created there is, you know, going back to what you said actually about like how you've worked for other people and you just see how it can be done better. I think that a lot of people, um, I would imagine a lot of people do see that, but at the same point, nobody has the, the will to just take that next step. And so that, that's really, uh, admirable that you've been able to do that. And like I said, from day one, since I've known you, you've always been, you've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so, when, you know, I can, I can speak a little bit to what you're talking about, you know, because I, I do live the corporate life. You know, I'm, I'm an executive chef. I work for a, a restaurant company that we own. Mm -hmm. We own 12 restaurants. And, like, you're absolutely right. Like, my time is hijacked. Like, for instance, today, after this podcast, I have to go um, inventory the entire store because it got flooded yesterday. You know, mm. it's supposed to be my day off, but Hey, I'm going, yeah. <laughs> I'm going in there and doing that. Um, yeah. and from, from my perspective, you know, I, I do find, um, ways to be creative and flex my time and all that and make, make sure I'm, I'm still a family man and I'm still getting in what is important. Um, but yes, being able to be an entrepreneur is really, um, it's a sought out thing because of the time you get to spend with the people you love. And that's, that's really cool. Um, so, you know, what, uh, th talk about your, let, let me think that was the coffee business. The first one you started on your own. Um, well, you mentioned the, uh, the ice cream truck. Yeah. You know, that was kind of the, the launching pad. That was me and Matt Powell, yeah. um, who we all know from, you know, yeah. the Eugene area and, uh, he's done really well for himself, but we sort of both had that entrepreneurial spirit and we got together and bought a chest freezer and threw it in the back of the truck and um and it wasn't a business that we made up somebody was doing it and they left and 
my dad gave me the idea and it's like, Oh sweet, let's check this out. And yeah. you know, we'd work for four hours a day and we'd each leave with you know, 60 bucks cash in our pocket. We thought we were living large as 16 year olds. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that was, <clears throat> that was sort of the start of it. Oh, this is, you know, we're just doing this. We're, we're getting inventory. And, um, and then when I was, uh, in college, I worked for, you know, three different coffee shop businesses, helped my dad start one in Kentucky. And then, um, you know, my intention was to be a, a sports agent, you know, yeah. uh, first and foremost, obviously yeah. to be an NFL football player. And then I got injured and kind of spiraled out, um, you know, into a lifestyle that's not conducive to being healthy. Right. So right. that, yeah. that dream, you know, even though I, uh, you know, that, that dream sort of died and it's, uh, you know, one of those, those things you look back and you're like, oh, I wish I had done a few of these things differently. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm on, I'm in the position I'm in, I'm where I'm at because of those things. So yeah. you don't want to change anything, but you do, you know, human nature is to analyze your yeah. past and say, oh, where did I make failures <laughs> and where could I have done better? And, but, yeah. but the reality is, is, you know, you don't dwell on those things, you know, people that dwell on past failures, they just start in paralysis and don't move forward. Correct. And there's, you know, there's no reason to, you know, to beat ourselves up for things that we did or mistakes that we made when we can say, okay, look, I'm dusting my feet off and I'm moving forward and making changes. And, you know, the future is really all that matters in the present moment. So yeah, no, that's anyway, all that to say, yeah. Yeah. I I like what you said there because, um, you know, as you know, as you know, I also lived a little bit of a colorful path or past in my twenties, early twenties. Um, but Again, it's not like, and I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people live that, you know, that the twenties is for that is what, you know, I hear people say, Oh, the twenties is for, you know, just doing what you want and having fun. Yeah, it is. But there comes a point in time when you say, okay, this is not conducive for the lifestyle I want to create down the road. And I don't think you know Mm -hmm. that in your twenties, right? In my, like I, for my instance, I was like, I was like, Uh, everything was detrimental. I was like, okay, well I'm screwed. I'm done. (laughs) But that's not the reality. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, yeah. What I'm I'm going to pause that video for a second because I think it's slowing my internet. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so I guess what, uh, you know, as, as you came out of, of, you know, that, that time and you, and you found, you know, you found religion and you found God, like, how how was that transition right there? Like because I've seen it happen, um, and I've I've been a little bit of a part of some of it. And um, how, how was that transition? Like was it instantaneous, or was it like something you really had to work towards? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I I really felt like I had gone down so far that when I turned around, it was like you know, having someone that was a mentor, you know, I had met a guy named uh, Mike Neighbor, and he was a, um, you know, Seattle anarchist, you know, turned Christian and yeah. sort of hearing his story and, you know, the idea of, um, you know, of being pure until marriage. And some of these things were so foreign to me. I was like, you know, so I met him and he said, oh, no, I, I haven't been with a, a gal for seven years. And I was like, seven years, you know, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. so some of it was yeah. just like, Oh my, you know, like this is interesting or here's, you know, then there's, here's someone who's done this and, you know, I've tried it one way, like, right. you know, and so what does it look like to try things the complete opposite way? Right. So, you know, that was, it took probably, you know, 
back to your previous point, it's like, I don't really go halfway into things. Right. So it's like, I'm doing this, you know, and I'm not <laughs> yeah. back. I'm surrounding myself with a different group of people so that I won't do that. Um, and then for me, I, I honestly feel like the Lord brought my wife to me is basically knowing me, you know, yeah. said, Hey, if I don't bring a woman into this guy's life soon, I might lose him again. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, you totally. know, that was that, you know, I, I joke with her, you know, it's like, ah, no pressure, you know, but you, yeah. you know, you coming into my life and, and just, <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and early on, you know, it was like, I still had the same, the same feelings. I didn't, you know, my, I, who I was, was not transformed completely in a moment of time. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like I, I'm going to hook up with this girl and I'm going to, yeah. you know, end up, you know, we're not going to, we can't wait till marriage. That makes no sense. And, um, but honestly, within probably two months of knowing her, I got to a position where I was like, I didn't even like, I cherished who she was so much. It didn't even occur to me to try to do anything physical prior to marriage, right. honestly. Yeah. And, you know, so, um, you know, part of, the reason we got married within six months, I think, was just that idea that we knew that we wanted to be together and the temptation for the physical was too great. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, because that's, I mean, our story is that we met, you know, and I didn't see her um, weren't physical at all until after marriage, you right, know, right, um, right. which was a total 180 to my previous lifestyle. And so um, it's you, you sort of just say, OK, if I'm going to change things, you, you go all in. And like any habit, you know, I know people talk about different habits of, you know, 21 days and you're, you've got a new habit for me. You know, it's, you <laughs> it's know, not that it, easy. it can be the same in other things of life. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I, you know, I couldn't do it without Christ and the anchor of, you know, just the biblical lifestyle. Yeah. And, it, you know, that's been 15 years for me and I've failed miserably many times, so, <laughs> you know, we're human. You know as, a, as a human, you're yeah. going to fail, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. So to strive for perfection is just a, uh, you know, an endeavor to, to fail. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> um, right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, um, jumping back a little bit, uh, to, I'm going to kind of take a, take a, uh, 180 turn and I want to talk a little sure. bit about, uh, food. Um, yeah. and you know, there was a point in your time when uh, I remember, like, I think it was, I'm, I might get to date wrong, but like your sophomore year, that, that summer, you came back uh, to, to your junior year and you had blown up. And I remember like looking at you and be like, what the heck were you, what, what happened over the summer? And you were like, I just ate a lot of food and I was in the weight room every day. <laughs> so talk about that. I want, I want to kind of understand like um, how you used food as an athlete. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because my, my appreciation for it lately, I mean, you know, my story, like we didn't grow up with a lot of money. Right. I don't even know if I knew what organic stuff was, right. you know, back, back then, you know, the beauty of it is when you're, uh, when you are an athlete and you're working hard and you're working out, you can just sort of fill your body up with whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, exactly. and it's going it's to use what it needs to use and spit out what it needs to spit out. And, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I did the whole, um, creatine thing, you know, I never did anything that was, uh, outside of, you know, just the natural, you know, right, as you, right. as I got into co- the college football world, it was, you know, there was a lot of guys going the unnatural way, yep. you know, which can often be intriguing, but you're like, ah, is it really worth the risk for NAI football? Probably not, <laughs> not <really. No>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. so, um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I remember, 
you know, if, if I think about food, I really think about, you know, those, um, those moments where you have like a Christmas dinner or a Thanksgiving dinner and you have these snapshots of food growing up in your family. And, yeah. you know, it's now as, as someone with the family, I think back, I was like, I can't believe the garbage we were eating, you know, it's just, right? you know, exactly. it's so processed and, yeah. you know, and, you know, yet it, it's helped me in this transition because it's like, we turned out pretty good. You know, there's right. not a, you know, I, I always laugh because I think that there's like this crunchy scale, you know, that exists yeah, yeah. these days. And like, oh, there's people way over here that, you know, mm-hmm. um, don't eat anything that's, that's processed or on the edge. And, and then there's, you know, all the opposite side that's like fast food all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, to, to try to be, um, a hundred percent healthy all the time is a challenge, but yeah, back to your question. I, I can't recall really what it was. I mean, I think it was just a transition of, of puberty. I had grown, um, you know, I grew taller faster. So I was my same height now as an eighth grader. So I was just kind of spindly. And I think part of it was my body finally caught up um, because I didn't grow again. You know, I remember I was the tallest of our little friend group. And then yeah. all of a sudden guys were just shooting past me. I was like, Oh, what the heck? <laughs> you know, yeah, totally. um, that, this yeah. is brutal. So yeah, I mean, I was, you know, nice to focus on fitness and sort of have those goals of, uh, like, I want to be in the 1100 pound club and I want right, to be in, right, right. you know, I want to, I want to reach these milestones and get these t-shirts and, yeah. and that type of thing. And, and really, you know, with football being the the primary focus, it was easy to, you know, to want to work out and, um, you know, just, you know, try to be as healthy as I could. Yeah. And that makes sense. You know, um, I, I want to talk about the transition now. So you went from being an athlete to, you know, basically an entrepreneur. Well, you were always an entrepreneur, but but working and, and not Mm -hmm. being an athlete. So how did your, how did all that food consumption change? Did it, did it change when you got to Idaho or when you got to Kentucky, like, were you on that path of like, let's, start eating, uh, you know, more organic, less processed. No, Kentucky's interesting because in every little town in Kentucky, every fast food chain that exists, exists in every town. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not known as a, um, as a healthy lifestyle state. Yeah. And I saw some of that. I mean, I managed a pharmacy business for a year and a half and, you know, you could just see people's dependence on pharmaceuticals and right, just, the, right. you know, trying to solve problems with pills and all kinds of stuff. Um, and you know, one of the things we noticed when we vacationed to Sandpoint the first time, you know, my wife and I were, you know, we had had, we had our, our daughter who was three, you know, I definitely put on the sympathy weight during pregnancy that everybody talks about, you know, really forming up a good dad bod at the time (laughs) and, uh, just realized how like, we're just not healthy. Like, look at all these people in North (laughs) Idaho that are just in, you know, Jimmy and Nicole have always been, you know super metabolism so they're just you know to try to compare against you know these guys and you know but most people um, they're more focused on like exercise and being outdoors and and just a different lifestyle so that was really intriguing and then you taste some of the food you're like you know you have people have a potluck or a little barbecue and you're just like, what in the world? Like, Oh, this came from my garden. And this was, you know, locally grown beef or this was an elk that I shot last year. And, you know, so you, you start understanding that the food itself just tastes so much better when it's grown right. And it's not, you know, um, all hormoned out and that kind of thing. So that really opened up my eyes to, to better eating. 
And that, so that brought you, um, I would say that probably brought you to the idea of what you're doing now, which is you've created this, you know, amazing, beautiful farm as we hear the chickens in the background. Um, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. freaking awesome. Like, like I was telling you in the beginning, like that, that is my dream because that's where I started was on a dairy farm in Idaho. And then, um, you know, we obviously my parents divorced and I moved over to Elmira and all that stuff. But, um, talk, talk a little bit about like mm -hmm. where, where, you know, at what point were you like, all right, we're doing this with the farm. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give the, I'll give the people a little visual while we talk about it. All right. I like flip, it. Flip the camera around. You can see the, <sighs> so beautiful. this is a portion of the farm. So, so I got, beautiful. uh, what do I have now? Nine cows out there. Yeah. Um, there's a little baby calf kind of standing there on the hillside. Um, you know, down in the corner, I've just planted a 22 tree fruit orchard with blueberry patch. And there's a 20 meat bird chickens down there. Oh. And then we've got, uh, so I've got a dairy cow out there that's not in milk yet. Yeah. And I've got like 30 laying hens for, for eggs. Nice. A um, couple of miniature horses, a horse. I mean, some some more fun animals too. I mean, the cows are pretty fun. I just actually moved them over by this pond. I've been doing like a rotational grazing, yeah. sort of trying to. It's all trial and error, you know. Right. Um, trying to figure out how to move the cows and put them on, you know, an acre of grass so that it'll, you know, they eat that down. The other grass gets to grow, and you don't have to purchase the hay. And it's all. Um, so really, you know, to your to your point. Um, just I had I had gone in on a half a cow a right. few years ago yeah. and just you know when you when that half a cow lands in your freezer you're like look at this all the meat options I have just right here yep. and you know the idea of sort of shopping from yourself you know um you know I bought a pig through a 4-H auction and uh just start having this locally grown food yeah. and then you know costs change and and also the um you know, you go to the more natural store and you grab a little bag of microgreens or something and it's like six bucks. And just like, I can make this in a jar in a week, you know? And, and if I just have, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, and I'm, I'm blessed, you know, from a financial perspective that I could, I could just buy the things that I want to eat. Right. But, um, something about interacting with the animals, knowing exactly what you're feeding them and just, uh, having an appreciation for, you know, what it takes to get meat or vegetables or whatever to your plate and what it takes to do it in a healthier way. Um, it, it, yeah, it just raises your overall appreciation. Yeah. For yeah. That's gold. That is absolutely gold. And, and I hope that who, you know, whoever listens to this really hears if they hear anything in this podcast, they hear what you just said, because, um, it is so, it, it's so true. And having like having that relationship with your chickens, and then, you know, eating their eggs, it's like, it creates a, a completely different, um, experience and it's just unmatched. You, you just don't get that when you buy an egg in, in the grocery store and you're like, okay, I'm going to go home and eat this. And you know, then it's like, it, there's, there's no, uh, there's no understanding behind it and where it came from. Yeah. You know, well, and the beauty of chickens is anybody can have them. I, mean, I know, I, I know of people in Portland that have yeah. chickens, you know, Absolutely. in their backyards and, you know, there's something about, um, you know, when you crack open a, a farm fresh egg and the, the yolk is just like glowing, yeah. you know, it's yeah. got so much I know. flavor and freshness. <laughs> and, you know, we, uh, went on vacation and went to Florida for, uh, 
around December a few years ago. And I remember we late flight, we're exhausted to get up the next morning. There's an IHOP across the street and like, Oh, let's just go over there. I haven't been to an IHOP forever. And everything on my plate tasted identical. I don't care if it was like the sausage, the eggs, the bait, like it just all tasted the exact same. (laughs) And you know, it's just the things you don't know until you've tried it the other way. Yeah. And, you know, again, for people, it's like, oh, you know, it must be nice to have a farm or must be nice to be able to do this or that. Like you, you can start somewhere, you know, you can start with a, a little garden box in your backyard, you know, a handful of chickens. Yep. Um, you know, if you're, you know, you can start with local CSAs, like supporting people that are doing that work and having a relationship with them, you know, because yeah. it's tough, you know, go buy somebody's local, grown eggs and their local um farm fresh food if you have to drive a little ways to get it um it's worth it it. just it just changes the game yeah 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 and i mean there are there are definite ways here like i can only speak for portland but like you know we have farms and and i work with a lot of you know farmers within you know my industry and so Mm -hmm. you know i go out and i buy what's called you know they call it a pig in a box but it's a horrible name but basically what they do is they give me a half a pig i bring it home and it's in the just it's just cut into thirds, and I take it and I butcher it down into all the you know all the steaks, all the the ribs oh, nice. and the belly and everything. I you know uh-huh. cure my own bacon and everything. So um, it's it's obtainable within the city. You just got to find the mm-hmm. farmer. Um, same you know when my dad was alive, you know we would me him my brother and I we would um, we would go all thirds in on a on a cow. We had a buddy down in uh, Oak Ridge. My dad did, uh-huh. and he had a pasture, and they would just we would raise a cow. All three of us would pitch in on it, and then, like you said, when you get that, like your uh, <laughs> your meat that you just paid for, you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. is amazing, you know? And yeah. It, and it tastes. You're right. It tastes so so much different. But well, and that's next level to be able to butcher too. I mean, I've I'm uh, right now. You can see behind me. I we built a barn and um, sort of doing our property in reverse. We've been on this property for only eight months. Yeah. Um, and you know, built a barn. I've got an apartment in the barn that my whole family's in. Nice. You know, we went from a, from a big house in an area that, uh, that was fine, but it was just, yeah. you know, you came to that realization like, Oh, do we need 4,000 square feet? Like probably not, you right, know, right. do you need, you know, what, what do we need? So let's, let's move to the, the property where we can have a farm. You know, we had HOAs before we couldn't really do what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, you know, and then part of what we're doing here too is, um, is like ministry work. You know, I've got three couples that are living on my property right now. I've got one that's just here for a couple of weeks and they're converted school bus with a couple of kids and they needed a spot to land. They needed to be able to, you know, look for a rental or find another place. You know, they're mm-hmm. homesteaders, like-minded people. Um, you know, and I've got another couple that has been here since, since about the time we've been here and they just had a baby and Wow. He manages in the greenhouse, like he's planted everything in there. So it is really this idea that it's hard to do it all by yourself. And, oh yeah. You know, it's nice to be able to bless people with an opportunity to, you know, he loves gardening, but yeah. no space. So it's like, That's Hey, great. I'd love to have a garden. Yeah. And I got some space. Yeah. So you guys live here. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, fantastic. You know, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just a, a, a win-win, you know, I really like the idea and, in all business things and relationships, like everything has to be a win for both parties or it just doesn't feel right, you know? So no, that's great. Anyway. And you know, not only are you creating community and opportunity for people, but I I look at it as a way of you, uh, you're giving back, you know, like you said, you're, you're, uh, I would say, yeah, you're fortunate, but you've built 
your own fortune um, and you've put the time in and you've worked hard and you, like I've, we've talked about through this podcast, like you're driven, your mentality, just the way that you live life um, has built what you have now. So I don't look at it as like luck or fortunate. I look at it as like this is a man who, who took the time to go through the trials and tribulations of life and, and really had a goal in, in mind and, and built it. And like you said, you weren't perfect. Nobody is. And everybody's sure. going to fail. And that's how you learn, right? Failure is about learning and, and all that stuff. So, well, and I think it's having a vision for what you want yeah. things to look like. And I, you know, the prime example, I can kind of move this around a little bit, but, you know, I had this balcony on this barn, right. you know, and I stood up here and I'm like, okay, what do I want this fencing to look like? What do I want these fruit trees to look like? You know, you got a bare field, the pond wasn't there. It's like I just could kind of see. You know, I, it, this is the same in, in business. Like you can see what the future yeah. is going to look like or what you want it to look like. And then you just have to, you know, put a shovel in the dirt and yeah. take the first step. And, <laughs> and then you, you create it, you know, and then you can look at it. You know, since I came out here this morning and the, I let the cows out and they were frolicking around this pond. And, you know, it's almost <laughs> you, you almost get emotional at times, yeah. honestly. I'm just like, I just can't I believe, believe this is my life right now, you right. know. Yeah. And uh and it starts, you know, just have to take a step to get there. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I Hey, listen, we're coming up on about a couple minutes left in the show here. So um, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for jumping on, man. It's not only is it great to, to see you and, and connect because, you know, I think we talk every summer and you're like, get your butt up here every summer. Yeah. And, and every summer here. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm not getting up there. Um, but just being able to, like you said, connect with somebody that I grew up with and, and had a lot of uh, history with and, and I, I, that I consider a great friend. Um, I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk. Yeah. You know, you don't get to share your story very often yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, if, uh, you want, you know, I'm going to be posting everything on the Instagram. So, you know, I know you follow that Instagram. It's max effort kitchen at Instagram and, uh, you'll be able to find the link and all that stuff on there. Um, last, uh, one last question I always ask somebody is what's your favorite pizza? Jeez, you and I have been talking about getting that brick oven thing. Yep. You know, I, I haven't, I haven't yet bought it, but I'm, I'm right around the corner. But I like a pizza that just has everything on it. Nice. You know, I'm always like, nice. just pile it on there. Yeah. You know, Top and pizza. honestly, like you could do a, a thin crust that's amazing, or just a, a thick uh, pan style that's amazing. Yep. You know, fortunately, uh, you know, as a lover of all breads and meats, I'll eat any pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best answer. All right, yeah. guys. Well, thanks a lot for uh, joining us at Max Effort Kitchen, and uh, have a great day.